Episode 104, Identifying Mental Abuse. You're listening to the very best podcast in the world on health, wealth, and happiness. Please remember to leave a review and share with all your friends and family. And here is your host, Lars Hilson. And a wonderful good day to you, uh, all of you. Welcome to the 104th episode of the very best podcast in the world. Your only source in the universe for personal supremacy through health, wealth, and happiness. Um, today, uh, we're going to be touching on a rather sensitive subject. Uh, but, um, since we are all globally in a situation where a lot of us are made to stay inside with people, yeah, who are parts of the family, but even parts of the family can be assholes. Uh, I don't know how hard that is to fathom for some of you who are uh, like me in a very, um, harmonic environment and always have been, uh, but there are those who are not in that type of a beneficial situation and mental abuse is something that is home in the domestic environment. Uh, it's something that is home in the workplace or that finds a place in the workplace, uh, hashtag mobbing, you know, that kind of deal, um, or just, you know, pissing people off, um, and making their life miserable because you or the other party has to be in charge and has to outline and underline their dominance and their control of the environment. And the other fact, you know, about the domestic environment, the domestic milieu is about really having an abusive partner uh, that, um, you know, takes advantage of the situation of your relationship, uh, maybe that you have uh, mentally abusive parents in the domestic environment, uh, but it may also be that you have abusive children, mentally abusive children, um, mo mostly teenagers. <laughs> Technically, all kids are mentally abusive, I think, to a degree. Uh, but jokes aside, uh, since it's a rather serious topic. Um, I spoke with a, uh, well, let me get to the initial idea of running this episode. A few weeks ago, I got an email uh, from one of our listeners who outlined this topic and uh, said that one of her friends or that she was suspecting that one of her friends was 
suffering from mental abuse in the relationship um, because she had seen certain indicators. And I wrote back and said, look, you know, I'm not an expert. <laughs> you know, I don't have any background in psychology, at least no piece of paper that states that I do. Uh, but I'll look into it. So I reached out to a friend uh, and long-term listener uh, from my side who then said, yeah, uh, I'm familiar with the topic. And there are a few indicators to look out for to see if someone is actually being mentally abused. Um, disclaimer, these rules are rather universal or these indicators are rather universal uh, so they could apply to a variety of other things but it's a combination of uh, you know one or two or more that uh, in the you know increase then determines whether uh, or increases the chance that there is mental abuse at play so um, be careful when applying them you know as i said with the episode about uh, about depressions that we made uh, last year um, this is the same thing you know don't go running around and just because you see one uh, presumed symptom or indicator uh, you know running to the cops or to family uh, shelters or whatever and and alarming someone uh, that's um, this is just basically for you to then talk to the person and say look you know are you suffering from mental abuse because a lot of times people will be in denial. So uh, you're going to have to start twisting their arm to figure out what's going on. Uh, if they entrust to you, um, go ahead and take their hand and then initiate further steps with the help of a professional. I cannot state this enough. I'm not a professional. So the info I'm giving you is from a professional but uh, without a lot of background myself. So basically, I'm just regurgitating the opinion of a professional. So without further ado, uh, let's get started. Um, a personal, a, <laughs> a personal, <laughs> parcel, personal, a uh, person suffering uh, from mental abuse will be constantly apologetic. Uh, they will basically take a rather submissive role in conversation and say, I'm sorry, repeatedly for, you know, even minor screw-ups. Um, or even if they don't screw up at all. You know, basically they're in a position where they uh, feel so inferior that they actually feel sorry to be alive, to be a burden to other people around them in their environment and you know this can be um, achieved in a negative sense by you know both uh, in domestic and professional environments uh, and so that's one of the indicators to look out for if somebody's you know acting insanely submissive um, if somebody's basically apologetic for the fact that they're alive uh, that's a strong indicator that something is not right there. Um, the next one is uh, 
breakdowns during even small arguments, right? And, um, you know, how you have an argument with someone and it usually carries on because everybody's got their position and you then in an ideal world, you know, you uh, kind of align your positions to a degree where you can reach a compromise and then you're, you know, good to go on, right? Um, these people will then, you know, if you confront them with your opinion, uh, start to withdraw and suffer some kind of a breakdown, right? It can either be that they want to just avoid the discussion in the first place and retreat. Um, but a lot of times that will, this will actually lead to a breakdown with, uh, you know, crying and a decrease of self-esteem and so on and so forth. So that's something to look out for as well. Uh, number three is a person suffering from mental abuse uh, requires a lot of reassurance, right? Because what happens during the process of mental abuse is that the self-esteem gets eroded to a degree where the people just feel totally, that the, the victims feel totally inferior, right? That's what I mentioned in the, in the first part. They become very submissive. Uh, doubtful about themselves, about their, their existence, really, right? You know, why am I alive? Because they constantly get hammered upon that they are not worth anything and that their, uh, you know, whatever partner or superior or whatever is better and, and brighter and smarter. And, you know, so they get put into a position, into a corner where this, uh, where they can't get out of the professional or domestic relationship. They have to stay there in that situation. And on the other hand, you've got somebody yelling at you and making you feel even, uh, even more inferior, right? And that's kind of like the situation. So um, they need a lot of reassurance um, and positive input to then grow back to their natural self. That's another very important thing is to, you know, actually help them take them by the hand and give them that reassurance, give them that strength and help them out of the situation. Because a lot of times they'll be stuck for whatever reason, mostly uh, a dependency. Right. So the next one is that they will be struggling to put their guard down, right? It's going to be very difficult for them to entrust an external entity with their situation. And think of Stockholm syndrome where, you know, in a, in a hostage situation, the, the um, hostages really kind of relate to their hostage takers hostage takers, criminals, what, what's the term that I'm looking for? I, I don't know. Anyhow, I think you get the point. And that's to a degree what happens in such relationships. You know, when you're caught in such a relationship, you can't get out because you're dependent on the person, either psychologically or monetarily or whatever. This can also be the, 
the case for a professional environment, you know, because you've got a very authoritative boss and, you know, that kind of deal, right? <clears throat> so um, it's uh, for them, because they are so attracted to their oppressor that they have a very difficult time opening up to someone else. And number two, if they open up to someone else, um, what if their oppressor finds out? you know, that they've been getting it all wrong and uh, uh, transporting a message to the outside world that, you know, there's, uh, that this person is evil while they only mean good, you know, and those kind of arguments come into play. So once um, you have them to open up, it's very important to kind of keep the foot in the door to establish rapport once and maintain it for them for for you know to be in to become or to get into a situation where you can actually go with them take their hand um seek professional help and try and get them out of the situation right that's uh, another very important thing to consider next is uh hypersensitivity to criticism so they will essentially take in anything from their abuser, right? Uh, from their oppressor. Uh, they, they, anything to, uh, you know, mow them down and uh, chop the legs off their self-esteem, they will take in. Uh, and they won't take it in with a grain of salt. They won't think about it, right? Uh, they're at a stage where uh, they will just take what their oppressor says as the absolute truth. Um, and anything, any criticism from the outside world about the relationship and that the oppressor could be wrong, particularly that, will lead to hypersensitivity, will lead to breakdowns, will lead to fierce counter-reactions, counteractions, really, to protect their oppressor. It's a very interesting phenomenon. Uh, hiding of feelings is another one that's very important. So all of the emotions, which most of which are going to be negative, will be kept inside this abusive relationship. And um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of emotional distress going on. So, and a lot of e emotional spillage, which takes place. So uh, feelings for other people and the outside world are going to be very difficult to establish for them right and that's why it's very difficult for them to uh, for the victims of mental abuse to uh, to open up and um, have feelings towards other people because their feelings towards their oppressor you know ironically uh, be they negative or positive at that stage uh, will take up so much room in their emotional world that it's very difficult uh, for them to open up. Plus, you know, it's like their oppressor is going to have implanted the thought that the oppressor is the only person that is good in their life and everybody else is bad. So, you know, there's another route to go down. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I got the point across. Uh, then there's going to be this feeling of not enough in them. They're going to be, they're going to feel inferior. They're going to act 
very submissive, as I already said. You know, uh, they're going to be very small when they walk. You can notice it on the body language. Uh, you can notice the way they dress. Uh, you know, there's uh, going to be no um, extraordinary clothing on them. It's just going to be they want to fit in, right? And um, it's a very interesting reaction as well. So, uh, yeah, those were the elements that I discussed uh, with uh, with my friend uh, that he shared with me. And uh, I hope that for some of you, it's going to be helpful advice to use, you know, within your surroundings, because especially of the lockdown slash quarantine situation, a lot of people will be stuck on, you know, not too many square meters together with an abusive partner. And uh, that's a very difficult situation to be in because normally they'd have an opportunity to flee at least part of the time, you know, to attend to their job or visit family or whatever. And all of these opportunities to get a rest, to get um, out of the situation, at least temporarily, is gone. So they're pretty fucked. So it's very important for you to look out for signs and symptoms. Again, you know, don't go to the police immediately, talk to them, look for a psychologist to get them out of the out of situations. There are uh, many organizations, not-for-profits uh, not that, you know, will help as well. And in that sense, um, share this episode far and wide, please, because this is a, you know, this is not going to be a um, single phenomenon. This is going to be uh, widespread and um, domestic abuse is on the rise as well because of the aforementioned arguments. And yeah, so again, share this episode far and wide, please. Um, so that everyone will be aware. Uh, if you haven't, please subscribe to the show. If you have any questions, criticism, or, you know, whatever, please email the very best podcast in the world. And if you want to subscribe and you have no idea how look for us on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, and if you have difficulty, there are going to be links to every one platform on www.theverybestpodcastintheworld.com. Now, uh, have a successful day, despite the negativity of this post to a degree or to this show, episode. And if you've already had a successful day, despite mm, <laughs> have a good night. And we'll be in touch uh, again tomorrow. Then that's when we will hear each other again uh, for Exercise Friday and... Uh, I'm still deciding between two episodes. So, you know, stay tuned and tune in tomorrow when we're going to uh, do non-physical exercise. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. Peace out, folks. See you tomorrow.